Hello and welcome to the Life Debt Podcast. I'm your host Johnny Orm and let's talk about some Star Wars. But first, let's get to the business. In the business this week, you can find us on Facebook. Just search for My Star Wars Life Debt on Facebook. You can follow the blog at mystarwarslifedebt.tk. You can follow me on Twitter at Bloody Orm, B-L-O-O-D-Y. O-R-M-E. Um, you can visit our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash mystoreslifedebt. Uh, we have a one single tier of a dollar a month, um, and with that you get a number of fun and fancy perks. Um, if you don't fancy signing up to Patreon, um, but wish to support the podcast uh, financially, you can visit mystoreslifedebt.bandcamp.com and um, pick up the bonus episode of this podcast, which is called The Life to Holiday Special, the aka The Breaking of a Fan, and that's one British pound for an hour and 45 minutes of listening to a Star Wars fan slowly crumble as they watch, for the first time, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Um, and... We also have a new merch store. It's redbubble.com forward slash user forward slash life debt podcast. Uh, we've got a couple of designs on there. You can buy t-shirts, notebooks, mouse mats, I think. Maybe not. can't remember. Um, but various various different uh, styles of merchandise. And that's, uh, you know, every, every t-shirt, every sticker, everything that is purchased from there helps the podcast and the blog um so anything any purchases anything that you contribute is very much uh, appreciated it helps the podcast and blog grow and um helps me get more content out to you lovely readers and listeners so that's it for the business uh and i'll be back in a second with the meat of the episode So, a couple of weeks ago, we got No Escape Part 2, the season finale of Star Wars Resistance, Season 1. And, oh boy, that was such a good episode. Um, From the very beginning, when you get the little uh, recap of the Starkiller base, um, well, Hook's speech, Starkiller base going off and blowing up Hosnian Prime. Um... Right to the very end, when the Colossus enters hyperspace, it's just 22 minutes of pure, unadulterated, amazing Star Wars animation. Um, so, you know, you really feel for Kaz when he sees Hosnian Prime being blown up. We got that at the end of part one, and then in part two, we you know, we kind of get it from a different angle. Just It's kind of like a recap. You know, this just happened. And, you know, Kaz is distraught. And, you know, Tora's like, look, I'm really sorry, but we've got to get going. And he's like, no, no, you're right. And, it, you know, is it, you know, we've seen Kaz kind of develop a leadership uh, skill through the series. And in the last few episodes, he's really come into his own with it. But, you know, this really just pushes him over that edge, and, you know, he's, he's taking the lead, he's, 
you know, he's been given the motivation to fight the First Order. You know, he's not just trying to protect the galaxy from this, you know, this group who, you know, are pretty bad to, you know, I am going to lead this fight against the people that destroyed my home. Um, and, you know, with Taurus' help, they rescue uh, Yeager and Captain Dozer. And, you know, it gives us one of the funniest moments of the uh, of the episode where some stormtroopers come into the open cell where Yeager and Captain Dozer are being held and Kaz and Toro and CB23 are in there and Kaz puts the blasters to them and says, right, don't move. Um, okay, actually, move just enough to give him your blaster. Um, so, and then they stun the two stormtroopers in the room and leave them there. Um... Niku comes up with a plan to kind of get rid of the First Order, which involves flushing, uh, literally flushing the First Order Stormtroopers out of the Colossus, um, which is pretty brutal. You know, you're sent, they're essentially drowning the Stormtroopers, jettisoning them into the ocean, and then they're being eaten by these underwater kind of weird whale shark creatures. Um... And, you know, once once the uh, st- most of the stormtroopers are gone, Pyre, Tierney, and, um, or Pyre and Tierney uh, decide that they're going to leave, and they're going to take Tam with them. Yeager and um, Captain Dozer get into the, um, kind of into Dozer's office, and um, Yeager's like, I'm going to go, rescue Tam, you get everything going that you need to do, I've got to rescue Tam. So he gets Kaz on the job as well, so Kaz and Tora um, end up at the top of the tower, and Yiga approaches the, the landing pad where the um, the shuttle has just about docked, um, and you know, they're trying to convince Tam to come with them, and then Whilst they're trying to convince Tam, uh, Kaz, uh, well, they're they're all surrounded by stormtroopers, and then Kaz gets Niku to do what he has to do, which involves switching on the, essentially switching on the engines of the Colossus, because it is a giant ship. I mean, I could you could kind of see it coming, but you know, did I expect it to you know? fly in this series no in this season no i expected that to be kind of like a a season two kind of thing um but yeah we get the colossus and it lifts off and it takes us into uh the dogfight where we finally get to see the flying aces doing something uh we finally get to hear griff speak well, he's probably spoken before, but it's very memorable. Not. Um, and, you know, we get to see Kaz and Yiga flying in combat. Um, the pirates come and help them. Uh, just as things are getting a bit dire, the pirates arrive and destroy, you know, help take out the First Order fighters. Uh, Major Von Reg makes an appearance, and he's about to shoot Yiga down. 
and uh, Kaz manages to defeat um, Major Von Reg. Um, Hype, Faison, and Aunt Z return. They got Kaz's. They heard Kaz's transmission, needing help. You know, asking for help, and they've come back and they kind of save the day um, by taking out Tie Fighters that were blocking off the hangar bay where all of the Flying Ace ships, the Fireball and Yeager's ship, were being held. Um, it's really cool to kind of get to see. Um, some proper dogfighting going on in this episode. Um, I mean, the whole... The, the, the series was pitched about pilots. And we've... And racing and things like that. And we've had a little bit of it. But it kind of feels like in this episode... That, like This episode kind of met that requirement. And I think that was really good. Um... You know, we got Sonara back, and whilst as the Colossus was about to leave, uh, Star Destroyer appears and starts you know, blasting at the uh, at the Colossus. Niku asks for coordinates where they're going to go. Kaz sends him the coordinates for Dakar, and everyone gets on the Colossus. So the Aces, Hypen, and Z. And the Pyros Org and go onto the Colossus and it goes into hyperspace and they find out that Niku didn't finish putting in the coordinates, so they could end up close to the car or immeasurable um an immeasurable distance away. Um but it's very exciting because they get to find out. Um So yeah, that's that's the episode in a nutshell. Um you know, like I said this is a great episode. Uh, lots of really great character moments for uh, Kaz, Yiga, uh, Tora, and Captain Dozer. Tam, um, Tam finally makes her decision and goes with the First Order. Now, I don't blame her. And I think I said this before. I said this in... A, I can't remember if I said it in the... Not last episode with Anthony, but the episode before... Or I said I wouldn't be surprised if she did go. I kind of understand it. I get it. Um, you know, everyone she everyone lied to her. Everyone lied to her. The people who she considered family, you know, basically didn't tell her the truth. And, you know, she felt incredibly left out. And, you know, kind of shunned by Yiga, who was a father figure to her. And, you know... In the end, like, Agent uh, Tierney re kind of puts a nice offer on the table. And so, you know, Tam takes it, you know, and I, I don't blame her. And what I think was really refreshing in the last couple of episodes is we finally get to see Tam properly. You know, you know the, the first half of the season, she... I think I, I said this on the, in an email to Jam Transmissions. Um, she basically just comes across like a spoilt child who doesn't want anyone else playing with her toys and throws the dolly out the pram whenever anyone um, goes near her toys. You know, the toys in question, the fireball, and she gets really angry because Kaz keeps taking it. I get it. I do. You know, she thinks that the fireball is hers. Yeah, because Yiga has promised it to her 
when she has completed, you know, when she's worked enough or she's earned enough or I don't know what the deal was with that. But, you know, they have some sort of arrangement. And Kaz keeps using it and she's not happy about it. Um, But, you know, when, when for the majority of the first half of the season and, you know, into the second half, you know, all she's doing is complaining about Kaz. It's like, okay, it's getting old now. You know, she's just grouchy all the time. And it didn't really feel like a character was going where she had a few moments. So the episode in Sonara, I think it was Sonara score, you know, Tam kind of let her guard down. And that was really good. But then that's one episode out of, like, 14. And it's like, since the first Order Occupation episode and, you know, her character has become a lot more interesting. But it was like, but then all she seemed to do was argue that the First Order were good. Um, it wasn't until No Escape Parts 1 and 2 where we really get, like, really good character arcs for her. What was it, Ian? Oh, no, it was... Oh, what was the episode before No Escape? It was... We've had three episodes with her... Um... You know, with, with kind of where she's been with um, with the First Order. And, you know, it's like kind of these three episodes, we've actually had a lot more character development from Tam than we've had in the entire season. So I think they had a plan with her. And I, they, they, they had a plan. Obviously, they had a plan. But I kind of wish that they'd kind of made... Kind of, kind of developed her character more through the season, as opposed to give her a couple of moments for the majority of it, and then give her, um, you know, just cram a load of character development in in the last few episodes. Um, so I said, I said in one email to trans Jan to transmissions that I felt that she was severely underused, and I still believe that. Um, but I think. Um, with her moving off into the first order, I think that's opened a lot of a lot of character development possibilities, and I'm really excited to see that. Um, the Colossus is now in space. Um, like I said, I kind of had a feeling that it was some sort of ship. I <laughs> it it just felt like why would they just stay? on one planet all the time uh, and I mean yeah we've had a few episodes where Kaz has gone off with Poe and that's been pretty cool but for the most part we've been on Castle and much like Rebels with Lothar uh, through season 1 and in season 2 they move away from Lothar uh, which was um, you know kind of expands the series a bit but I kind of wondered what they were, if how they were going to Port play it, and I really thought that we would have more first order occupation. I thought that was going to last a bit longer, maybe carry on, maybe that the first order would still be in charge uh, in season two, um, but that's not going to happen now. So I, it was really kind of like, oh okay, we've we've. It, it felt like a lot happened in this episode, and a lot does happen in this episode. It doesn't feel rushed. It doesn't feel forced, but. You know, I think the Colossus being on Castellon for a few more episodes in Season 1 would have, like... You know, if we had some sort of cliffhanger at the end of Season 2 where they're still on the... 
it didn't play out the way I thought it would. Um, I'm pleased that it didn't. Um, but yeah, I was really kind of shocked that they were going to go with um, the hyperdrive, you know, kind of escaping the First Order this soon. Um, Niku in this episode, again, is fantastic. Um, when, he, when he tells Kaz that he has a cunning plan, I, I just thought of Baldrick from um, Blackadder. Uh, and it was just very funny. He's always got a cunning plan, and um, and he kind of goes on about how cunning it is. And then Niku does exactly the same in this episode. And I'm just wondering if someone watched a few Blackadder episodes in that writer's room and just thought, "Oh, this would be a funny idea." Um, if if that is the case, then well done. Um, good, uh, good referencing. Um. Uh, Von Reg being killed off, uh, so, he was, he was touted in the, in the early days of the promotion for the show that he was going to be the main villain, he was going to be like the Red Baron, he was going to be like the, um, you know, like, Kaz's nemesis, and really, he, yeah, he was very prominent early on, he's been there through the series, um, has he been, you know, have we ever seen him doing much more than fly around, shoot at people? No. And I think that was quite um, disappointing. Like, they really lauded him up. But um, at the same time, we were kind of getting a lot of villains, a lot of main villains. I mean, we had Von Reg and Pyre for a while. Uh, but Von Reg kind of got pushed to the side. You could also argue that Phasma um, had a big had a part to play. She was a one of the main villains, but not really. I think she she you know she cropped up a couple of times, and when she did crop up, it was good. It was it felt right that she was there, but at the same time, you know they've got to keep it open for the lead for like the uh, new character. Oh, sorry. <sighs> sorry. Uh, they've got to keep it. Um, you know, open for the new characters as opposed to just throwing Phasma in every chance they get. Um, so, and I wouldn't count her in as the main as a main villain. So she, yeah. So you know, we have, you know, we started out we have Pyre and um, Von Reg. Von Reg, you know, he he seems cool. He comes across as pretty cool, but he's. You know, he, he's basically just a glorified TIE fighter pilot. Um, so the introduction of um, TNA uh, was brilliant. And I think her and Pyre have got a really good dynamic going. And I think she will be a very formidable villain moving forward. Um, so, and Hype and RZ arriving... And saving the day. I mean, we were never going to see the battle of Takatana from their point of view. They must have got there, got the heard the transmission, and then left, or you know realized uh, it was all going to go down. So then they scarped pretty quickly. Um, maybe we'll find out more from them uh, in season two, but. Uh, 
yeah, I've been, you know, obviously they're going to come back. It's it's aimed at a younger audience, so I think kind of having them come back was inevitable at some point because they're both really good characters and like hypes are really active and Auntie's just very funny. Um, so I think they were obviously going to come back. Again, I didn't expect them to come back till season two, uh, but then again, as it is aimed at kids, they probably wanted to keep the characters in their memory. You know, remember these two. Um, you know, let's let's you know don't don't forget about these two characters. You know, got to put them in here as opposed to you know waiting for a while when you know we still haven't really had the toys of these characters come out. And you're gonna, you know, I think like we've, well, in America, the first wave of resistance figures is out. Just waiting for it to hit the UK and Europe, uh, so I can start getting them. But then we're getting the Lego, some of the first few resistance Lego sets, and I assume in the summer we'll also get a few more. So they'll probably want to, and hopefully, 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 we'll be getting like more of the aces in the next Lego set. So I think they're going to want to have like all the aces in the show for when all the toys come out. Um, just so that they can be like, hey, remember Hype Phazon, who kind of was an ace and then he left. Hey, but he came back, remember kids, he came back. So uh, get his ship. <laughs> so I think, you know. Yes, they, they were going to come back. Um, what else happened? So much happened. Um, like I said earlier, the brutal... Um, essentially, the removal of the First Order from from the Colossus is just brutal. I mean, there's one... You see like a couple of Stormtroopers get um, grabbed by these whale shark creatures... Then a few shots later, one of them, one of these whale shark creatures, is swimming uh, in front of the camera and has a First Order Stormtrooper's uh, helmet in its mouth, which you're looking at, going, "Oh, okay, they got eight, they got mega eight. Um, so yeah, it's fun and funny, um, and you know, the stormtroopers, they're faceless automatons. Um, doesn't matter what happens to them, really, does it? Isn't that what George Lucas said about Stormtroopers? Um, so yeah, all in all, a fantastic episode, a brilliant way to round out the season. Uh, the All of the acting was just spot on. Um, all of the characters had their moments to shine. Um, and, you know, it left us on a cliffhanger. Where will the Colossus end up? Uh, How is it going to go down with the pirates being on the ship? How are the civilians going to be reacting to the fact that they've just left Castellon? Um, so all these things we'll see. Uh, no doubt the first episode will be shown at Celebration next month. Um, of course, not going to be able to see it. <laughs> um, but we should also hopefully have the trailer for Season 2. And I am really looking forward to seeing where this uh, series is going to go next. So I'm going to take a quick break and then I'll come back and talk about a few theories I have for season two of Resistance. I'm just going to take a quick moment here and uh, 
let you all know about the brand new merch store for My Star Wars Life Dead. Um, you can find it on Redbubble. I can't remember the exact link. Um, it's one of those ones where there's so many forward slashes, backslashes, and um, random... Uh, groups of letters and numbers that I'm just going to put the link in the show notes um, so we set up a merch store it's on redbubble.com uh, um, and on there we currently have two designs we've got the original um, Han and Chewie from Solo logo and the new original trilogy Han and Chewie in the Millennium Falcon logo um, those designs are on various items of clothing, uh, notebooks, um, phone cases, laptop cases, stickers, um, so many things on the website that you can pick up. Um, and every every item that is bought help contributes to the upkeep of the blog and podcast. So uh, if you would like to show off your uh, love or enjoyment of the blog and podcast, please head on over to the merch store and um, pick some bits and pieces up. Um, and for all you Patreon members out there, um, I've not forgotten you. Um, I am currently working on a Patreon member exclusive design. Uh, so... Uh, keep your eyes out open for that being um, put up in the Patreon feed. Um, so yes, uh, more designs will be coming um, coming online in the near future. Um, but I thought you know it's best a good idea to start with the uh, the main two that the uh, the better known for the uh, blog. And podcast. So yes, please visit the link in the show notes. Uh, it's also pinned in the uh, Facebook group and on the Twitter page as well. Um, thank you for your time and uh, hopefully you'll uh, enjoy some merch in the near future. So, now that uh, Season 1 of Resistance is over, it's time to start speculating on Season 2. Um, only a few little theories that I've got going on at the minute. Um, so, my first one, and I think I said it on an episode of the Life Debt Podcast. If I didn't, uh, I think it all... I think I did mention it in an email to Jam Transmissions. Um... If you haven't listened to Jan Transmissions podcast, I highly recommend going and listening to them. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'll just pimp them for a second. Um, no, so so my theories. Uh, so there's one theory I've had, and I spoke to, I emailed them about it. Um, I'm thinking that Kaz's dad is going to be alive. Probably all of Kaz's family, um, because I think. Um, Hamato Ziono is a First Order sympathiser, and he may have been evacuated uh, before uh, Hosnian Prime blew up. Uh, I think that would make... It would be very interesting. We know he doesn't like the uh, 
resistance, calls them a bunch, a group of fanatics. Um, so he probably also considers uh, Leia to be a warmonger and a criminal, and and I don't know. I think his his reaction about them in the first episode was a little bit too, like they are the enemy. He, he was more like they are the enemy as opposed to God those, you know. Those foolish people thinking that there's going to be another war. There will never be another war. Um, so I, I think he's with the First Order and probably will be alive. Um, and I think that will be really interesting for Kaz's character moving forward. Because he still has to deal with the fact that his home planet was destroyed. I mean, he, he witnessed it. He was upset by it. But he channeled that to kind of... That was a that was a motivation for him to kind of get rid of the first order and get the Colossus gone. So you know, I think we're gonna see him kind of taking some time to grieve, really. And I think by the time once he's kind of gotten past it, um, his dad will come back and it will be this massive conflict of interest for him, and then he'll find out that his dad's a first order sympathizer who will probably betray the Colossus. And it'll be, you know, Kaz will be torn between, you know, his real family and his new kind of found and developed family. Um, with like Yiga, Tora, um, Niku, you know, the the people of the Colossus, really. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's one of my theories. My other theory, my other big theory, um, is that... They got rid of Major Von Reg so that Tam could take his place and be the new ace um, TIE pilot. Uh, we know she's a good pilot from what she said to Sonara. Um, and I think it, it would be an interesting way of showcasing her talents and also kind of showing her, her development through the First Order. And I think that will be key to her character. Um, will she remain in the First Order is set is to be seen. You know, she doesn't know about Hosnian Prime. So, maybe she finds out about it and isn't happy about it. Maybe she gets mind... Is it mind scraped? Um, that sounds terrifying. Uh, but maybe that will happen to her as well. And maybe she'll um, do a thing at some point. But maybe not Season 2, but somewhere beyond Season 2 where... Um, you know, her, she, you know, breaks free of her mental shackles like Finn was. Um, I think that would be incredibly interesting to see. Um, do I think, I, I don't think that we're going to get massive crossovers with uh, the films. Maybe, probably not in season two. I think season two, you know, we might get someone show up. Uh, probably not uh, Poe, I wonder if we'll get, like, Snap Wexley, maybe we'll get, um, Shriv and Zay, uh, Versio, um, appearing, but I, I, I really don't think we're gonna get, like, a Poe Dameron, maybe in the second half of the series, um, maybe through a transmission or two, but I think it's going to be mostly focused on the people of the Colossus, uh, especially for the first half of the season. You know, cause may, and then maybe when episode 9 comes out, they can start doing stuff which will lead into episode 9. 
because I mean, as it stands, uh, episode uh, the final episode of um, of No Escape, I think is happening around the same time as the end of uh, Force Awakens. Um, so I think. You know, they're going to be off in the wild space. I want to see them in wild space. I think that'll be pretty cool. They're trying to evade the First Order. Now, um, producers for the show said on in an interview or two that part of um, season two will be them evading the First Order. Now, I wonder if they end up in First Order space in wild space and have to escape. And that'll be the chase. That'll be like... The I think we might get like a couple of episodes where they're being chased down by um, the First Order, but there's also hyperspace tracking, so you never know that could uh, that could happen as well. And I think it'll be pretty. It. I'm wondering if it'll have a bit of a Battlestar Galactica, um, like the 2000s uh, version. I think we're going to see a bit of that, and I think that would be really cool. I mean, I've not finished Battlestar. I think I got to part way through season three, and I think um, you know, I think that structure of them escape, trying to escape, and being followed uh, so closely by the silence. I think that'd be really interesting to get from um, get from season two of Resistance. Um, I think. I think Griff is going to get kicked out of the Flying Aces because Griff's not a very good pilot. I mean, in two, there's been two episodes where he's been either hit by a creature. Was it Bebo's mum that bashed his ship and he, he was going to crash? Um, and Kaz had to save him. He does the same thing again. This time around, Kaz saves Griff. And I think Griff is just going to end up being kicked off the Aces. Maybe Kaz will be put on there. On the aces, just to um, I think because it it will add a bit more of a character layer for him, you know he's he's yes he's rich, he's a rich guy you know because of his family's wealth, but I think it'd be very interesting to see him kind of moving up into uh, the the tower mate and hopefully he takes Yiga and Niku, Niku sorry Niku Niku with him because I if I remember correctly. The um, from the pilot, the flying aces and their teams are can live in the high tower. Uh, I think that was I think that was the rule. So um, we'll find out there. But I do think he will end up being a flying ace at some point. Um, it's been said that there's going to be. Uh, animosity between the pirates and the civilians. I think probably more on the civilian side, but the pirates will end up proving their worth to the uh, people of the Colossus and kind of giving, getting us some time to shine. And you know, it'll probably be revealed that the First Order was paying them as well. So I think that'll be um, that'll be an interesting conversation for them to have. Um, I think that's it as far as my uh, crackpot theories on uh, resistance go. Um, so I'm going to leave you with that and I'll get to an email. Uh, it's um, 
we've got an email this week uh, from Patreon Ash. And Patreon Ash has asked, uh, sent me an email with uh, saying, question for the podcast, how do you feel about this? And it's an, okay, <laughs> okay, it's an image of a book cover. Um, I'm not going to go into what it is, but I think that's not suitable for the podcast. That's a bit disturbing. Um, Ash, uh, I'm guessing either you sent this to the wrong person or your account's been hacked. Um, either way, I think you need to check that out because uh, that's just wrong. So, um, thank you for emailing. Um, um, but yeah, check your internet security on that one, buddy. Uh, maybe um, maybe get back to me and let me know that everything's okay with your uh, with your emails there. Um, so yeah, no emails it turns out this week. Uh, but what I would like to do is I would like to wish uh, Patreon Becky a very happy birthday for the twenty sixth of March. So um, yeah, the day before this comes out, uh, it's her birthday. So uh, happy birthday, um, and I hope you have a good one. So yes, uh, that's it for this week's episode. Sorry, it's me on my own again. Um, after last week's amazing episode with Anthony. Um, but yeah, I can't have uh, such high quality, amazing guests every week. Um, so thank you for listening. And remember, you can visit the blog at mystarslifedebt.tk. You can follow us on Facebook. Just search for My Star Wars Life Debt. And you can join our group. You can follow me on Twitter at BloodyOrm, B-L-O-O-D-Y-O-R-M-E. You can also, if you so desire to help uh, contribute to the upkeep of the blog and podcast, you can visit patreon.com forward slash debt and join our $1 tier. It's one tier only, so um, please sign up and you get a bunch of uh, lovely goodies Uh with your membership if you don't want to sign up to patreon but you would like to contribute financially you can visit bank uh, com, where we've got the life to holiday special aka the breaking of a fan bonus podcast uh it's an hour and 45 minutes of me watching and talking about the star wars holiday special and, um, yeah, well, I'll let you listen, uh, and see what you, uh, see what you think of my reaction to it. Um, and, of course, as the ad said earlier, we have also got a, a Redbubble shop, so that's redbubble.com forward slash user forward slash life debt podcast, um, but the link will be in the show notes. And we've got a t-shirt design up there of the current uh, Life Debt logo. And, um, yeah, you can get t-shirts, clocks, notebooks, stickers, uh, cushions, dresses. There's a bunch of stuff on there, so just head on over to redwall.com forward slash user forward slash Life Debt Podcast and see what's on offer. So that's it for this week. Uh, Thank you for listening and punch it chewy.